This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's another one of those absolutely fantastic days. It's a new time slot, but it's still the shortest hour of the week. This is the Unplugged and In Charge Show. And it's absolutely fantastic that you are with us yet again. Of course, uh, today, as always, we always try to have conversations right here that are constructive in one way or the other, upbuilding in one way or the other, about careers, about people who are game changers, shifting uh, paradigms and literally just grinding and growing in whichever field that they're in. And we already, uh, yet again today, have amazing, amazing people. Now, today is actually also a pretty cool day, just in many other spheres as well. I mean, uh, my younger brother is actually doing his first voiceover today. He actually got an agent. I only found out today while he's on his way to an actual voiceover. He doesn't, he's one of those people that work in stealth mode. You know, there are people who would tell you, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, I'm thinking of doing that. Then there are people who just do things and then they'll tell you on the way, hey, um, can you Uber? Can you get me an Uber? <laughs> Why? Where are you going? I'm going to a voiceover. I got an agency and I got my first job. It's crazy, but it's pretty cool. Now we'll be like the Babes Wear Voice family, you know, like imagine that, like, uh, at home when my mom's like, hey, Kanye. It's like, ma. <laughs> Some crazy stuff. But it's pretty cool. Pretty exciting. All right, guys. So um, the rest of the day, also, of course, uh, still lying ahead of us. I think we pretty much like slap bang in the middle of the afternoon right now. And it's always, you know, a good time to kind of reflect of the whole afternoon itself. And also, of course, just to uh, plan the, the uh, rest of the uh, the afternoon and just the, the rest of the you know, the weekend that's coming up, Black Friday, of course, is something that was spoken of quite in, uh, in, uh, at large in, uh, in Liz's show. And uh, the cool thing is that I managed to hijack Liz and she's here with us today. And I'm so grateful that Liz could join us because uh, it, she really ties in well with what I want to ch- chat about today. Now, a lot of the times you are um, known for either being a, a, a really pretty person, so you model, you do your pageants, you do that type of stuff, but then you're not sure where to take it after that. There are people who actually go and make a business out of that. They make a living out of it. It's not just a, a side thing. You know, when someone says, yeah, you're pretty, but where's the this, where's the that? But you can actually do so much out of that. And not only that alone, but you can take that and just spread it like an umbrella and just have so many other things about you. And that's pretty much why I'm so excited to have Liz. Because, uh, you know, I'm even going to have some hustling music playing in the background. Because Liz is one of those people who's really doing amazing, amazing things. Now, let me just chat to you a little bit about her just before I introduce her for the first time in the tribe of superstar uh, superstar leaders. So Liz is a creative entrepreneur. She's uh, originally from Kenya. She's based right here in South Africa, greatly passionate about style, music, fashion, food, and wine. And, of course, uh, she's also a fashion designer, a recording and uh, performing artist, radio host, and producer of the Fashion Lab uh, that plays right here on cliffcentral.com. Absolutely fantastic. And if you've never met her in person, man... She's gorgeous. You know, she's not gorgeous. She's gorgeous. You know what I mean? <laughs> Liz, how are you doing? Thank you for the big, uh, fantastic introduction. That's very nice. It's, all it's a red carpet worthy. And I was looking at you with my side eye just waiting yeah. to see. You got the best MC <laughs> in the country, though. How are you thinking we roll? <laughs> but, but people have bad days, you know? Have you had of bad days? So yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't know. But I'm here. Yeah. And I'm, thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. No, uh, no, thank you. You yeah. have hijacked me. So we are going to do the off-air. What <laughs> the, what your price to pay will be happening off-air. So I can't even tell you. I don't want to mess up this flow. Oh, it's so That is our price. Okay. Mm. Chop, chop that money. Yeah. Okay. I chop saw her money. doing a chop my money video just now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll get you something for Black Friday. We'll see. All right. Yes. Cool. All right. So, Liz, um, why I'm I'm having you on the show is uh, because we we're talking about something pretty cool. Uh, I wanted to talk about modeling and the business of beauty because there is actually a business of beauty. I actually just want to um, share with you some interesting facts. In fact, just even before we begin, just to kind of uh, introduce this topic. Now, um, now in the beauty industry globally, 
The industry itself, when summed up, is worth $445 billion. Like, wait, wrap your head around that number. <laughs> yes. Billion and then dollars. Yo, it's crazy. That's like half. It's 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 like literally half a trillion, if I'm not mistaken. That is a lot of money. It's a gold mine for self-made women. Man, many of them who are in that uh, is women first, and there are some gentlemen who are also coming up in that space. But um, it's never been a better time to be a beauty entrepreneur. Forbes estimates that um, there are at least 40 prominent beauty startups today uh, founded by women, making the $445 billion industry one of the most um, uh, prevalent places for women to, uh, to have, um, um, you know, self-start uh, uh, their way to big-time success. This is actually pretty interesting. And what's even more interesting is the fact that they are actually, um, you know, there are people uh, who are literally the top 10 influencers in this realm. Now, one out of the 10 is a man. The rest are all ladies. Uh, just showing how powerful this in, well, let me say, you, there's, <laughs> cause one of them looks like, you know, maybe they might be transgender, but then I can't, I can't tell properly now anymore, but I can just say there are 10 of them. Uh, here's the interesting fact. Instagram followers, because that actually does tie in with everything. You always hashtag eyebrows on fleek, hashtag this, hashtag that. Let's find out what, what, what actually goes down and how are they, how is they following? So, um, in total, they have a, about an Instagram following of about 49 million followers, just, just as a, as a uh, you know, a round number. Twitter, 11 million. Um, six, uh, 16 million on Facebook likes, YouTube 46.5 uh, million, and uh, that really sums up a total of a hundred uh, and thirty-five million people following these people. The top ten. That that's that's the type of followers they're sitting on. I'm gonna just click on one of them, Nikki um, Dayacher. She has 7.2 million followers on Instagram alone, and she's raking it, man. She's literally making. A lot of money. And uh, uh, she boasts over 6.6 million subscribers on her YouTube channel. And um, in fact, this is one of the ways in which she makes her money. And it's amazing that people can not only be those high school pretty faces, but then take it beyond that. And I think the great thing about social media is that it gives you that platform to uh, to do that as well. But now let, let's have a chat about uh, about a little bit about your journey because uh Liz you're not just you're not just in into beauty but you're actually into many other things let's just have a chat about that i was going to say first i'm not into beauty but yeah I'm like <laughs> i'm not into beauty but i am a woman uh yeah. and i am uh, a person who has spent almost 20 25 years in the fashion industry yeah um i started as a model in new york that's what uh, i meant yeah and that was like gosh that was, okay, gosh, I have to now calculate. <laughs> that was literally about 25 years ago. Wow. I'm not playing. I, I, I started modeling at about 16 or 17. Everybody's so shocked because you look 25. <laughs> so, so it's like, so you were born and then you were in New York. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> wow. But, but, but throw the, put, throw your others. Do your, do your math. Yeah. At the 25, put yeah. another 15 on it. And wow. Then, yeah. Or 16. Yeah. But, um, I think for me, uh, when I grew up, uh, I grew up in Kenya. I'm, I'm born and raised in Kenya for most part. And, uh, my parents were like, listen, you have to choose. I came from the era where you literally were given like, it was like a puzzle. You had mm. to choose or like a sort of a, you had options that they decided would be suitable for you. And, you know, this is what you'd have to follow. Yeah. And out of those, you'd have to pick one. I don't care if it didn't make sense. So I picked computer science, even though I didn't even know what I was picking. I was like, Look, I'm not doing medicine. I'm like, gosh, I'm going to die there. I'm going to die in, 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 in school. And then, uh, the others kind of also felt like it was going to take longer years. And I ended up settling for computer science mm. and, uh, I went to the U.S. and I started in DC and then I got a music scholarship in Missouri. And I'll tell you for sure. I, I have music is in my soul. I am music. Don't even get it twisted. It's not a joke. Yeah. However, I have been known. T I was first known as a model for almost, you know, this just list the model. Yeah. And then when I uh, later on graduated from that side of life, 
set up a modeling agency in LA, started trying to be a bit more conscious, trying to uh, represent uh, the model that I wanted to see on the runway, trying to make sure that, you know, we were dealing with, uh, you had drugs, anorexia, race was bad. I mean, you'd be like one black girl out of 25 mm. blondie locks, and then there you are, and that was politically correct. As long as you were one black girl, you were fine. Mm. They had uh, they had diversity. And we, you deal with all of these things, sex, drugs, and, you know, you get to a point where I thought in my head, and I thought, you know what, I really need to do something. And you have to be the change that you want to see. I mean, we can talk about everything that's wrong, but if you really, really want to see change, maybe it has to start from, from you. Do something about it. Yeah. So I set up a modeling agency in L.A. I started getting in girls who I felt were just discriminated against. So either it was because of race or because of just things or girls who just were like, listen, I'm Christian. I can't do this. I can do that. Or my religion does not allow me. So there was religion as well that you have to respect because, you know, you can't do... The, 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 it was rough. Yeah. And then I moved back to Kenya in 2004, set up another modeling agency in Nairobi called Imani Models and really set the pace there and really tried to really let people understand where and why I was doing this and what it meant. Took in the girls and the, you know, some male models and started packaging them and training them and then pushed them out to get work in the rest of the world. And then finally, I, I couldn't do that anymore because I felt like I felt like I was doing, running a charity organization without knowing I had actually signed up for it. Wow. And I felt like I was losing time because I already had lost time doing things like computer science, which I wasn't mm. even literally, it was like, hi guys, here's the degree. Let me now start doing me. Yo. So at the end of the day, I am self-taught in everything that I do. Uh, everything comes from my soul, like the truth from the inside out. Uh, when I set up the modeling agency, it was to help the girls. And it was to also set a, narr- or set a narrative that just says, this is who we are. This is how we are. This is what we can take. This is what we won't accept. And then, obviously, at that point, I, I moved to SA, uh, met my husband, moved here. Wow, yeah. Whatever. So, and then I started designing in 2007 as well because I felt like I was so in, 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 involved in the fashion industry. I spent a lot of time backstage learning. Everything I learned was self-taught backstage. So I would do some styling work. I would do some design work. Ended up here uh, as a designer. And then in 2010, uh, signed a deal with Gala Records to release my first album, which was my first time ever to actually make music commercially. And then I've got a second album about to drop now. First album is called Cancel. Second Mm -hmm. album is called Cancel the Lotus Chapter. This Lotus Chapter, when you think about a lotus, you put a lotus into the sun. And you find it and layer into layers and colors you never even imagined. That is what my life is. I was about to say exactly that because your layers is, uh, um, it, it's, it's literally careers that maybe you didn't imagine when you were still that young girl in Kenya. And we would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you, you have your dreams, but so do your parents. <laughs> they have your, the, their dreams for you. And they saying, ah, computer scientist, we see it here. Mm-hmm. And you thinking, well, I have these other things. And so many people feel that these careers are so far apart. How could you be a, such a great musician, have albums and do things in that side, be a fashion, uh, um, you know, a, 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 a leader in the fashion space, and then also go and be a model in some way. Far. Imagine when you're in Kenya and you're thinking about, no, I'm going to be in LA, New York, I'm going to do big things. And at that time, it seemed far-fetched. And look at how you've managed to manifest all these things. Wow, this is but a great I, I have to say something to you. When I grew up, when I grew up on my new album, there's a song called Georgie Porgy. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you, you can check it out later yeah. on iTunes or whatever. This song is about, it talks about me and my story growing up and the stereotype around me being a tall, dark, skinny girl. And that was not, that was not hot. You know, when mm. I was in Nairobi, when I grew up, I was not, the, Georgie didn't give me no love. And that's why I talk about Georgie Porgy kissed the girls and, left me hanging because I yeah. kind of just felt like I was hanging. Yeah. And then like I moved into the US and immediately I got into the US. I could not believe that every people would stop to look at me. I'm like, what the hell are these people looking at? <laughs> Everyone would be like, oh my God, I have to hide. Are you a model? Can I please take hi? And I was like, what the hell is wrong? What is going on? Here? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Is? So for me, until I got to the US, 
I feel like I don't think I grew up with self-esteem issues. I grew, I grew up and I'm still, and I still do have very strong parents. My dad's very strong. And mm. the way the values, the morals, how we are brought up is very, very like, listen, you're the queen and everyone can go sit down if they don't know. So we rise and we flow. But mm. I'm telling you for sure, landing into the U.S., getting that sort of response and people are going crazy. And I'm like, what is going on here? That really gave me a boost even more and just a reaffirmation that, you know what, I'm actually in the right journey. God mm. has created me. I'm a special child. Uh, he has a purpose for me. I'm on a journey. I'm on a drive. I'm on a high. And as long as I continue to focus on what I do, I know I'm going. I, up to now, I know that I'm, I'm going. I know that when one day I have to leave this world, I will leave a legacy. You wow. may not know who I am right now. It's not about me right now, but I just feel like, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm following my heart and my soul. I touch lives, whether I like it or not. And I'm special. And you're special too. Not, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. I'm so special, so special like you're not. Mm. But I think for all who are listening, there's something, it's, the truth is from the inside out. It's from your soul. Yeah. And you've got to feel it. And when you keep moving and you keep finding ways or cues that really help boost you and remind you that you're actually in the right direction, you need to keep moving. You need to keep going. Wow. And really, this is, this is so profound. This is higher living things. You cannot be dreaming about what Beyonce was and what you, how you're going to be Beyonce tomorrow because there's only one Beyonce. You can maybe start thinking about who you are and, and your journey and what you like and what you are so good at and then just revise it until you become so damn good that you, that, that people don't even know what to do. But you're, this is, this is, this is the real thing. True. And I think that if you focus on your journey, you focus on what you do. It's not about which institution you learned in. It's not about who, which buzzeries you got. It's not about where you started. It's really, this is a distinction. This is your soul. It's too big. It's, this is your soul is what will take you to where you're going. Yeah. That's it. Now, tell me, Liz, when you were on, let, I'll call it the N1, and you're driving on the N1, which is one of your careers when you were still, you know, back in modeling and, um, and then you went from modeling to the entrepreneurship side thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to have an agency that represents the model I want to see out there. Okay. This is what I'm doing now. And then all of a sudden you say, no, actually this other thing, what, 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 what goes on in your mind and in your heart to say, yes, I'm making the right decision. How do you know? when you're making the right decision, when you're making a life decision that could change everything. Do you know for me, first of all, my dad always said, if you want to do something, try it. In Nigeria, they say, who no, no, go, no. Who no, no, go, no means if you don't know, you will know. I so, hola. first of all, yeah, so <laughs> first let's start there. It means that if I want to jump from here and find, see if I can land down, I cannot stand on the corner. I, I mean, you should see, I just went to Jamaica not too long ago, about a month and a half ago. I went cliff jumping in like, I think it was like, Gosh, 25. I think it was 20. It was high, but I, yeah. I just stood there and I found all these people standing there uh. and I kept on thinking I'm blocking their ways and I would ask them, hi, are you, are you, cause I'm like trying to make a way so I can go to the front and I'm asking my husband, are you coming? My husband's like, hey, no, just, you just go, I'll stand and I'll take the thing. I'll take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I find all these people and it's so many people. So you actually think you're, 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 you're waiting, but then mm. you realize no one's moving. So I asked them, hi, are you going? No, 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 you just go. Are you going? No, 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 just so I'm making my way to the front, to the front, to this crazy cliff. All I can see is like people's heads looking like peanuts, but I'm yeah. still like, okay, you know what? This is what my life is about. So I get to the front of the thing and I'm about to jump. And as I'm getting ready to jump, I start looking and I start, I, I'm like, these people are about 20 people standing and each of them, almost all of them said they're, they're still thinking. Mm. And, and, and my husband said to me, you cannot think. You're either going or you don't go. Let's go. Don't waste my time. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. I'm going. So my thing about this story is I went to the edge. I looked and then I was like, if I look again and start thinking, I'll start thinking and I'm going to be left with the people thinking. So mm. either I jump or I wait and I think. So I actually jumped and I didn't know until I touched first jumping was okay. When do, do I actually touch the water? Mm. After that long touching the water, then you know, the law of gravity, you've got to go down, hit the bottom, come back 20 feet, 25 feet up. And I was like, and I did it. And I went, and when I touched the, 
bottom of it, again, that was another point. It was like, okay, second stage. The third stage was to rise back up until I see people or, or see the world. Yeah. And then you rise back up and then you see the world. And then you realize, oh my God, I can do anything in this world. Anything. Mm. The world is your oyster. Mm. Mm. So for mm. me, this is my level. When you ask me, how do you know? You do, you go, you do it, you know. If you break your leg, it's an hour for you. If you don't break your leg, it means you're doing. Continue. Do yeah. another one. Hola. <laughs> We're not going to know. Keep, just keep doing. Well, say, I want to say it right. Who, who no, no, go, no. Who, no, no. Who, no, no, go, no. Who, no, no. And put a pose. Who, no, no. Go, no. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic Look Liz I know I hijacked you And I know that you still have big business to attend to Thank you so much for spending some time with us and just sharing some of your journey. It's been absolutely amazing. I'm going to book you properly and we'll have a whole hour and we'll have a good chat. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. And to those who are listening, I'm on lizogumba.com. If you know it's better for you. And I'm doing something special for Black Friday. So please open your eye. Go into the website and find out <laughs> the beautiful things that are about to happen to you. I think I am doing something very special. Look for me. But thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. I wish you all the best. And for those who are still thinking about when to jump and how, please just go and jump and stop thinking. Keep moving. Say it one more time. Keep moving. Don't think at the cl- at the edge. Just jump. Who, do- <laughs> Who no no go no? That's the one. That's the one. Just like that. <laughs> thank you. That is Liz, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely fantastic woman. And thank you. So now we're going to go straight from the yin to the yang. So Liz is one of those people who was, who, are, who was really decisive. She decided, okay, cool. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And then she did it. Now we're going to chat with someone who decided, you know what? I'm going to keep both sides going. I'm going to still keep the the uh, the corporate side going and I'm also going to push the dream as well. You know, a parallel type of thing. So that right there is also going to be a really cool and interesting discussion. So we'll catch that on the other side of this. What's poppin' everybody? This is your boy Shane Eagle and you are tuning into the Unplugged Radio Show right here on Cliff Central. This is cliffcentral.com. Yeah, we back. We back again. And this time around, we're talking to Odile. How are you doing, Odile Sepang? How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Okay, cool. So we had you on the show a long, long yes, time a ago. Long, like a year ago, too. Years ago. I don't even remember. It was like probably about two years ago. Yeah, 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 it was two years ago. Yeah, I'm Man. good to be back. Thank Great you for stuff. A me. lot has happened since then, right? A lot has happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've, um, you, I mean, you, you, you went and, uh, um, I think back then it was, <laughs> you had just, you had just come out of, um, Miss Veet. I think you were Miss Veet at that particular year. Uh, you came from that and then you went on to, uh, participate in a couple of other pageants. Mm. Wh- which have you been in? Maybe I'm even outdated. I think just after I saw you then, so it was maybe during my reign of Miss Feet. Yeah. And that was 2014. In 2015, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. then I entered for Miss South Africa. Okay. 2015 into 2016. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, well, you. No, 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 no. Actually, you it was 2015. Twice. Once, twice? I'm twice, a... actually, okay. yes. Yeah. So 2014 was Veet. Mm-hmm. That went into 2015. Yeah. And then right after that finished, then I entered for Miss SA. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't actually at the end of it, but it was during my reign of Miss V. Then I entered for Miss SA, but I couldn't proceed with it because I was already holding the title for Miss V. Oh, okay. So, cool. I so, you, out, so yes. there's like laws and you can't, um, you can't have both. Yeah, rightly, yeah. rightfully so. Because cool. you are standing for or representing two brands. Sure. You know, so it made sense that if you're going to, um, Take on this oath and responsibility of representing this brand that you are carrying across your chest. Then continue the journey for the rest of the year. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then into so then I was like, it's fine. I'll finish my reign. And then the year after, then I entered for Miss Essay, and I wasn't really into any other pageant by then. Sure. Yeah. And how did that go? Miss Essay was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I always say to girls that you know, do it. If you think about it and you want to do it. Do it. You have more to gain than to lose. Mm, and mm. much like what Liz was saying, that stop thinking about it and staying stationary, but just jump. Go to the cliff and jump. At the end of the day, you have so much more to gain in terms of networking, relationships, and just growing your character as an individual and as a leader in your community. So 
there's so much more to grow and to learn about yourself before anything else, but to really get to know and understand what you're passionate about, what you like. You mm. know, I think many times we hear people advising us, do this, do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but up until you really put in an environment and you test it and you challenge, then you can make an informed decision. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Oh. And today I'm wearing the Miss Family to Sundance How Dang Sash. Yeah. And this happened two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was wondering because I saw like a, you know, I saw a young Instagram, but I was not too sure uh, what the timeline was. Okay, this is pretty cool. So now I have to go and watch all the matches. I have to. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now, tell me, you doing this while you are also um, a student or working? Working. Yeah. So I attained my undergrad in BCom Law. And currently I am interning in a telecommunications company in their legal department. Yeah. So a very specialized field, like spectrums, network, plants, like you name it. So I feel like a rose amongst the thorns. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great environment to be in, to put into practice what you studied and see it actually come life and go to court when you fight mm. with people and say, ah, you know. Jeez, you guys fight with people in court? I just recently went to the high court, yes. Yesterday, actually. How did it go? Did you win the case? Judgment is next week, so it's yeah. reserved. But Court's I think things, we did well. Court things always get postponed and reserved and all these other things. And they bang you with a good... Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on the verdict. Yeah. Okay. Well, th this is... You see, this is the interesting part because, I mean, you chat with somebody who graduated and their parents are like, yes, finally, you've, beca you've become, you know, let's say this... Uh, this law graduate that we wanted or this uh, accountant or this uh, computer engineer. Mm. And then they want you to work in that field. And now you come with these other ideas of pageants and things and things. Mm. And sometimes people call you confused. What do you call yourself? Finding yourself. I think like there's so many narratives that and conversations that people will have that you'll meet people and they always have their perspective and, you know, given. Mm. Uh, but it comes down to really allowing yourself to be in a, in a, in a space where you can engage to learn. So engage with the intention to learn and figure out what are your passions. You know, you can yeah. only really, like I said, make an informed decisions after you've been exposed, you know, mm. an educated decision. And that only comes after you've tested. And failed and decide, oh, is this working for me or not? Do I love this? Am I passionate about it? Yeah. And up until it succeeds, you have already made up the decision that, that, that you, you love doing this and you're passionate about it. And not mm -hmm. only does it grow you as an individual, but yeah. it has a ripple effect where it affects and impacts the lives around you. Mm. So I think follow, follow your interests. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's what, you know, gives you that kick when you wake up. That's what motivates you. Even beyond anything else, even beyond the money, even beyond actually winning the crown, yeah. but the process that that's that's the journey, that's that's the prize. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the you you talked about the crown and the money just now. Let's talk about that uh, with uh, Miss SA. Like I remember something. I, I remember hearing <laughs> something about the million. What was going on there? Like how was much was really up for bar. grabs? A bar. A million rand yes, 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 and yes. still some other things. Yes. So like I think million I'm cash. <laughs> Jeez. Into your bank account. That that you see, this is you know the interesting part of it all. You know, uh, is it is it a worthwhile thing to say? You know what, guys, my career is gonna be to be to be pretty. I'm just gonna work on my prettiness and I'm gonna push until I win some pageants and then I'm mm. gonna be a millionaire and then I'm gonna retire. You know the honest truth, not the prettiest goal wins. Mm. I think it's always just a bonus, you know. Um, and that's a stereotype that pageants and models have across, you know, about their kids that. You look a certain way and based on that, then you are able to achieve so and so and so. And that's not true. You know, that can only take you so far. It's not a sustainable um, character or quality mm. to actually hold closely as a person. Um, I think with pageants, I've also just learned that you, young kids look up to you. It's such a glamorized, um, could call it a profession because you have people that actually do take it full time. Mm. So it almost seems glamorized and out of reach and 
it has this halo all around it. Like it's it's a perfect environment or a perfect looking like profession. Mm-hmm. And the real truth is that these are human beings in these shoes, right? And like with any other profession, you need to have the will, a strong will, and a strong mindset to realize and plan ahead that what is the intention. And I think this is what I've learned from a very young age that start with the intention, plan. Why are you doing this? You know, what are you trying to achieve of it? And once you've achieved it, then what? You know, I yeah. think much with pageants, it's it gives you the opportunity. And seriously, it's become it becomes like a platform to engage. To network and you meet people that you would not normally meet on everyday sure. um, circumstances. And these are like CEOs, you know, um, I'm Lady Sundowns, Petrus Mutsip is the owner. You know, someday I'll be in a room with him, I'll be able to engage with him with things that are, you know, relating to my profession in terms of law, what I'm passionate about, sports and health. You know, so it really puts you in a position where you're able to take initiatives. Ah, interesting. I think. The smart thing that you're talking about is taking it and leveraging on it. Um, mm. I was having a chat with a friend of mine yesterday and I was saying, you know, when you, you, in any situation, even in a company that you work, working in, you could either make being in the company work for you or you can work for the company. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what it there. is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And that comes in with art. When you have a plan, then you're able to execute every single milestone that you want, and yeah. you're able to know this is this I've, uh, this is my peak. Mm, Otherwise, yeah. then you just go with the flow, yeah. and it's very dangerous Going to just the go flow with the flow because you the end company. up hundred percent, hundred percent. Interesting stuff. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, there were people. There are people who take this pageant thing full time. Mm. Meaning that you're not taking it full time yet. You have, you know, accumulated quite a number of of titles. What is holding you back from taking it full time? Why I'm asking that is, <laughs> I'm this kid listening, and I don't have the the you know the accolades you have, but I'm mm. thinking, yo, Mara, if she has that, she should be rich. So I want to have that so I can be rich. But mm. if you're saying no, 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 there's still something that keeps me from taking this thing full time mm. what is that i think the real truth and much of our narratives from the townships and i think with many young especially south africa um our parents tell you from a very young age go to school like don't tell me about you want to go sing or become an actor modeling what is modeling you know that's what you do at the christmas function yeah you look mm. cute after that i mean the real thing starts the books start and my my grandfather played a very critical role in that element mm. um he was my tutor you know he yeah. taught me english and he taught me maths and um he's always encouraged and put um education first mm. and i mean i was put through school with like a kfc salary that which he got you know and i think when i look back and i reflect on it realize that you know some things are sustainable and some things are not and education and the skills that you, you gain along the way, no one can ever take that from you. Unlike beauty or aesthetics, because, um, I mean, that's debatable what beauty is, right? Um, looks can fade. You know, one moment you might have both your two beautiful long legs and the next day not. You know, so I think I've always known from a young age that it's important to have the backing of education. Sure. That should anything happen, I'll always know that my skills and my qualifications will always be in demand as what it would not if I'm depending on a certain look. Actually, that's quite profound and that's, that's interesting. Um, and, uh, it, it, so it has a lot to do with conditioning, uh, and, and upbringing. Mm. Um, and the, the, the foundation was make sure that the educational path is, is, is covered. Very solid. And yes. then, and then also it's, it's about, Keep what is what is sustainable, and do do what is periodical until mm. you can't do it anymore, and then go back to sustainable. Mm. So how I normally challenge that, you know, with people who tell me about, yeah, you need to have a backup plan. So I'm not saying what you're saying is 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 uh, is null and void, but I'm, what I'm saying is that there is an equal and opposing challenge to to that as well there's the other side of that coin with people who live a little bit different from that and say no i go full out the, i'm talking now for the ladies who say who you said do this full time mm. and how are they managing to do it full time because you wouldn't have 
been able to say that they are there if they didn't exist. Absolutely. It means that they exist. Yes, 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 and yes. when people talk about, yeah, you have to have a backup plan, something to fall back on. I said, oh, wait, you talk, you telling me that, um, you're gonna, let's say for instance, you're going from here to Cape Town, mm. uh, and you deciding to go to, uh, to Tire Mart and give them five grand for a tire that you don't you're not gonna, you're not sure if you're gonna use yet, mm. because it's just in case I have to fall back here, and then I'll, I'll buy this, like I, I'm buying these tires in case I come back. So when you get a flat tire in Kimberley on your way to Cape Town from here, and then you decide, no, I'm gonna turn back. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm gonna turn back, go get that tire, and then try to fix the car, or, mm. or whatever. Which is, which doesn't always make sense. Why fix Something that is behind you rather than using the resources to fix what's in front of you and keep on going. So I say, if, if you pick, if you pick modeling, you go from modeling to aging to when you're saying, okay, cool. I think I'm going to fade out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the entrepreneurial side and I'm going to have an agency out of this thing because I already have the connections. I know how people work. I've met Petrus Mutipe. I'm going to make, um, I'm going to, you know, you, you start building things and you fall forward and you don't fall backwards and falling is is okay but fall forward when you do fall mm. and make a plan about the plan yeah. don't make a new plan you know your plan a must um be um a to the power one, A to the power two, A to the power, but yeah. it's still plan A though. You know? <laughs> and I That's think, actually a good one. Yeah. And I think that, I, I, I think that way sometimes. And I think, mm. um, this, this thing of splitting your resources or splitting what you, your efforts to have a backup plan plus this one is normally the thing that makes you fail, mm. um, to the point where you need to go to something else, to something else because you never put enough in it for it to be sustainable enough 100%. Uh, and and that's sometimes what happens well but that was pretty interesting and uh it, it was actually quite cool to to have that chat about um you know different types of careers i always and i know that a lot of people always wonder you know what else is out there how do i how do i tap into that where does one start uh you also do do um uh, modeling in itself not just pageant d- uh, d- d- tell me about um the modeling side I always say that this legit jumped in front of my eyes <laughs> mm. because I've never really, as much as I've always watched pageants growing up, I've never really thought that I'd be a model, mm. but I was actually scouted and that's how it came about that I found an agency that which pretty much gave me work. So they put mm. you through to castings or they pre-book you and then clients will then confirm the booking and then you do work. You know, I think... So based on that, that's what built my sideline modeling career. Yeah. But it's always been something that's quite fun and something that I do on the side. Mm, mm. So that's pretty much how it came about. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and how's that going in terms of now you, you, you probably started while you were a student, but now you're working it's and it's changed drastically. Juggling everything. There's, yeah. It's so hard to try balance everything right now, but you know, it goes down to passion. Once mm-hmm. you're passionate about something, you'll find a way, you'll make a way. Um, but right now my focus, I mean, I'm at work between eight till six. So there's absolutely no way that I'm going to skip, I don't know, take three hours off the day and, you know, chase after castings. Mm. Um, I think my father, I remember by the end of Miss SA, he said to me, you need to decide now. Are you trying to be a model or are you trying to be a lawyer? You know, so we had the talk and I think far beyond his talk. I had to reflect on what do I want to do? What do I want yeah. to achieve? What do I see myself? You know, where do I see myself in five years? Mm. You know, what's that one thing that will make me feel like I have fulfilled my purpose and I've done it to my ultimate best. And that is my peak as um, what Udirila really is and what she's here for. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the talk. It's so interesting <laughs> that you say, you're saying that. Um, but how did, how did the, the, what was the conclusion of the talk then? I think at this age and after everything that he's seen me achieve, he trusts my decision. I think mm. he trusts that I'm quite independent. And once I put my mind onto something, I do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've entered for Miss Mamluri Sundowns. This is my fourth time entering. And I've, you know, you know, had the success of taking the title as the Gauteng Princess. How many times have you succeeded? 
in the in the, the Muslim now. It was the first so time. So I've entered yes in previous years as well. So all the years I said I entered for Ms. What what? Oh. Ms. What what? I was also back low key. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up until it happened I think for me Because I know And I believe That I can still do both And they mm. both are my interests And I'm passionate about both And so I did it Because I, I actually really love Partnering with brands That I believe um, In their, their culture yeah. You know What they stand for In Mamelodi Sundance Rather Miss Mamelodi Sundance Is about women empowering And that's something That's very very close to me And um, I've been exposed to So I think Being in that position To be able to impact more lives than you can if you just, you know, mm. not in the same position as this. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, uh, that right there was uh, the yin and the yang of the beauty industry. We got now to chat with, with Liz, who was on the side where, you know, if you know, go know. Who know, go know, go know. Baba. Who know, go know, go know. You know, and she she's just the type to just jump in and then jump to the next and then jump to the next versus um, uh, Udirile, who, who does it totally differently, has the talk with her parents and then decides, OK, cool, let's do this in a very conservative manner, making sure that, you know, things are safe. So now you got to see both sides of the coin and you can make your decision yourself as to how you want to approach this this career thing yourself as well. So, uh, uh, Odi, if you just had um, to say one thing, uh, you know, to, to those people who have those type of dreams too and they want to do mm. something, just how Liz left us with something, how about you live, leave us with your two cents as well? I'm going to start off with the sky's the limit. And I know that's very, very cliche because that's what my melody Sundown stands for. But it really is, you know, it's dependent on how you rise after the fall. And you can literally achieve every single thing that you put your mind into and nothing from your background and your circumstances, what people say will actually determine who you're meant to be for as long as you believe and hold on to that dream and that belief and that feeling that's within your gut. So rise up and take a chance and jump really high. Well, there were there it is. Jump really high, guys. The sky is the limit with sevens in the air and all. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, we, we got a, a, a chat about that. And uh, the the next chat, I, I, I really love the show today because we we literally getting to, to touch on so many different parts of the pie. Um, the next uh, conversation we're going to have is uh, with uh, Neo Mutsulokhan and now she's going to be chatting about her new job well not exactly what she's doing there but more about you know the art of negotiation you know guys it's really tough these days to have to um, struggle with corporates trying to tell them why you're worth what you're worth and if you got uh, you know your new job coming up soon and you're quite nervous about your interview and, and stuff like that or maybe you want to abort ship and you're wondering how does one get out of this thing? <laughs> We're going to have a chat with Neil, and uh, she's going to tell us a bit about her journey too. This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're Maraza Law, a.k.a. Mr. Kwan, a.k.a. P-L-I-N-T, and you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show, 12 to 1 p.m. every single Thursday on Cliff Central. It's too short, like me. Yeah, we back at it again. And it's the shortest hour of the week, man. Uh, it's about to finish, in fact. We literally now in the last 100 meters, and we thought, let's get a sprinter with us. She sprints with us almost every single week. She listens to the show religiously, and she tweets and comments and everything, and we love the support. And today, she's here with us to join us. It's always cool to get to see the people behind the tweets. Now, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Oh, we are <laughs> good. What an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. So, um, now, you got a new job you you well you're getting a new job yeah. you're literally just transitioning from one to the other yeah. uh and uh i mean is it more money let's talk about the money is it's it more money you you're just like getting into it right? <laughs> no it's a little bit more money but the tax man just takes it all the more yeah. it comes the more it's taxed away yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness so what is it about why the move um, for me, it is really a professional advancement move, you know. Mm. So I was in a particular space or industry for a certain amount of time and I felt like I had learned what I wanted to learn in that industry. And there came a time where, you know what, I think we need to step up a bit. We need to just go into a different industry. And that is exactly why I made the move, you know, among other things. Um, so for me, I'm very, very 
I was very, very um, hung up on learning and growing, and I felt at that at this point I was becoming a bit stagnant. So mm. I needed to just switch up, do things differently, and yeah, man, I just read now said, okay, this is the time now to go for a new job. Okay, pretty cool. And uh, um, obviously, it's it's never the 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 most pleasant news for for any of your line managers to hear that. <laughs> Ah, she's looking for a new job. Do you tell them before, like, yo, guys, I'm looking for a new job? Or do you tell them when it's too late, when you're serving your notice? When did you tell them? Yo, I told them, like, okay, guys, um, so I got an opportunity. I got to leave in 20 days. <laughs> so yeah. I had already made sure that I know my own life. Because sometimes it's not nice to tell people when the scoreboard is not there. Mm. Usually Murphy's Law comes back and says, you're working for a new job and then you mm. don't get it. And it's like you talk the whole situation. You're like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. But like, when are you leaving? When are yeah. that you leaving? Yeah. So for me, I did it when everything was planted. Everything is, I know it's going to grow. And then I yeah. said, guys, uh, I, got a new, I got new land somewhere else. Yeah. I'm leaving. Okay, um, which is sometimes a really good political move, I guess, because uh, often office politics could say, oh, uh, why do you want to leave? And then now you start stating reasons or they start imagining reasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah, sometimes it doesn't always turn out to be that nice. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, uh, the industry that you're in, you're into industrial engineering. Yeah. So, right now, South Africa is in some crazy turbulence because... um. Uh, you know, all these, indu- uh, um, all, all the industries are, you know, are in a bit of a crunch time. I know that, uh, uh certain, um, uh, petroleum and oil and fossil fuel companies are really tight on their budgets. Some of them are cutting jobs, changing jobs in a time where companies are cutting jobs mm. and still trying to negotiate for a little bit of a better salary is mm. not always the easiest thing. Mm. So tell me about, what did you do to make sure that you get a little bit more money than what you had before? Mm-hmm. I think certain things help um, where you are, where you have a current job. So when you do have a job, you have some sort of a starting point, and then you you cannot negotiate grossly over what you already are earning. So that's the base that you start with. You you don't want to negotiate less for what you already have at the moment. But even when you have, a, especially in the industry I was in, it was normally for an engineer, we only didn't even earn a, a, a to the 25th percentile. That means we don't even earn a quarter of what the normal engineers in our job level are Jeez. earning. You wait, wait, wait. You say, <laughs> you're saying you don't earn a quarter, not even a quarter of what, all the, the other average, engineers. Yes, yes. Where are you talking about the average the, engineers with the same experience? With the same industry, because they do or, some sort of an index thing of like um, worldwide. World, no, no, actually countrywide, countrywide, ah. and it it different in, different engineers earn differently in different industries. Yeah, and different job levels as well. So levels to this engineer. They are thing. guys. They lie to you at school. They say you don't be rich. <laughs> But the yeah, heartache in which you yeah. said they lie to you at school. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> but it's not about the lies, really. It's about now how do you negotiate a higher salary? Because yeah. you have to have a starting point at, the, at that point. True. Now, negotiating a higher salary, you have to have reasons as to why you want a certain, certain amount. Mm. Say you want 10 grand more than what you're earning there. You have to either come to the interview showing that this is or showing the work that you've done. So the most important thing that you can put value into raising up the bar, when I say raising up the bar, literally yeah. salary, um, is showing with experience what you have done and putting value to that. Um, for example, you say, I've done such and such a project. I've saved this amount of money. I know uh, in my skill set, I'm able to bring A, B, and C, and you're able to negotiate like that. Um, mm. Other avenues is literally having a dream budget for yourself and saying, what am I going to spend as a person on money? And you have to have a figure um, going into it. And that's the most important thing. When you do go to negotiate, it's important to have a value because they're going to ask, how much do you want? They are going to ask that. So you need to have had thorough research on the firstly, the industry that you are going into. So public versus private industry, uh, public sector work differently. You can negotiate differently. Mm. Um, also, you need to know the average. You need to know what is the average industrial engineer, junior engineer at that point. What are they earning, and how far or how below, how far below can you? Because some companies, it's not 
35,000 rand a month is not a scary number because everyone else is earning that amount around here. Mm-hmm. But in another industry that maybe like they would have the shock of their lives. So it's very, very important to have a starting point and then understand your industry, understand your own dream budget and understand your, the value of your skill set. And that will be, that is the very, they'll call that the starter pack of negotiation. Mm. Wow. Pretty interesting, man. It sounds like you read books on this stuff. Hey, man. <laughs> we had rocks to, to find out these things because it's a very scary thing. I never yeah. knew the value to, you know, my salary, whatever. I mm. never knew that value. And you have to hit yourself a bit. You have to feel worthless a bit to get mm. to know that number. But it's very, very important to know that number. Wow. Mm. Absolutely interesting. So after all this, I mean, um, still though, it it's you're still talking to big corporates here and uh, they have their own ways of bullying you into corners did you ever experience any of that yeah everyone is trying to get um the most out of you for the least amount of money everybody mm. to everybody mm. so you need to that is why i'm saying you need to have a number to yourself um stick to it or negotiate around it but never go way below it because um um, even in this cash crunch, even in this whatever junk status we're in, there is money to be spent. And pe- uh, companies, especially with industrial engineers, for example, as a discipline, companies need to make money. I mean, need to save money, need to increase efficiency, need to do all those things for the company, and they need to spend money to make money. And um, really, you need to know that number. And um, but it has happened. You know, it has happened where you feel you you, for example. Um, I'll just keep it quick. But for example, you would be negotiating say like maybe only 2,000 rand where you were before. And it's like, ah, it won't feel like I've even moved financially to that next job. And, um, to a point where I kept on pushing the bar higher, higher, higher to realize that they were able to pay me up to 10, um, 12,000 rand more than I thought before. But that was because I had an issue and I didn't have a number within myself. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you very much, uh, Nell, for joining us. No problem. As you heard, she says you have to have a number, man, and then stick to that number, guys. There's a lot to learn in, in there. And uh, whether you're negotiating for the next job, the next gig, or even Justin J, you know, your friend is just trying to get your cell phone and you want to negotiate for a little bit of a higher, you just got some tips right there. Thank you very much. It's again the shortest hour of the week. Man, this is just how it goes guys at flies by thank you very much for joining us we back again on a new time slot from three o'clock to four o'clock right here on cliffcentral.com this is cliffcentral.com it's kupu it's kupu yours ain't banging like mine no yo what's up guys it's your girl Gigi lamaine and you're tuned into the unplugged radio show on thursdays right here on cliff central from 12 to 1 p.m baby are you ready this is cliffcentral.com